الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله ما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ونضع الموازين القسط ليوم القيامه فلا تظلم نفس شيئا وان كان مثقال حبه من خردل اتينا بها وكفى بنا حاسبين صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الناس من كان عنده شيء فليرده لا تقل فضوح الدنيا الا ان فضوح الدنيا ايسر من فضوح الاخره او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders below brothers in islam we have just passed through the month of rabiul awwal the month of rabiul akhir has started as we are well aware the month of rabiul awwal was synonymous with the birth of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we find throughout the islamic world in fact the non-islamic world also this great display manifest display of allah's mercy compassion upon humanity the very embodiment of which was the coming of sayyidina rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam where allah taala says laqad manna allahu ala almu'minina idh ba'atha fihim rasulan min anfusihim that it was allah's very great ihsan and favor upon you when allah taala sent rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam amongst you so this coming of janab rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam which according to majority of the historians occurred in the month of rabiul awwal this was revisited sira jalsas nazams nats on the praise of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam what is important for us to understand is on the one side allah made it such that the coming of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam occurred in the month of rabiul awwal the departure of nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam the death the demise of rasul pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam also occurred in rabiul awwal allah taala says in the quran laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana for you in muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the most beautiful example every aspect of the life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam represents hasana a beautiful opportunity for every one of us to gain the closeness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only was his coming 
full with benefit, full with lessons which we can derive. My respected brothers, the departure of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the leaving of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam from this world, that also is full with lessons. That each one of us, as the ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, has to take to heart, has to learn. What was the sabak and lesson behind the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? On the one hand, this was that sadma, this was that tragic occurrence, this was that loss to humanity, that wallah, no loss till qiyamah can equate that loss. The loss of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where Allah ta'ala took his Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam away from this world. Occasion of Jumu'ah, we have limited time, unfortunately it is impossible to go into details. But a few scattered pearls, a few aspects from the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rabiul Awal is over, over, like that the sojourn of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this world was temporary, but through the barakat of that, I've decided that few aspects pertaining to the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, important lessons that inshallah we should revisit, not with this intention of listening to some bayan, but with this intention of checking within ourselves. Uswatun hasana, we have the most beautiful example, we have the greatest role model, we have the key to Jannah. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do not deprive ourselves of this opportunity the love, the ihsanat the favors, the compassion the kindness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wallah all our lives all our lives can be sacrificed we will never be able to pay repay the ihsanat of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam six days Prior to the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu is the narrator of the hadith himself and a few of the sahaba. We find generally according to the consensus of the ulama, the bimari, the sickness which afflicted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prior to his demise from this world lasted for about 13 days. When exactly it started, there are differences of opinion, but generally we find ulama preferring this date, the 29th of Safar, it was a Wednesday. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his bimari, his sickness started with an extremely severe headache. This bimari lasted for 13 days. Obviously the news had spread throughout Medina Munawwara. Sahaba were aggrieved, they were concerned, they were worried. They did not know in which direction this was going. So six days prior to his demise, Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu and a group of Sahaba, they come to the home of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. We find the last seven days of the, of the illness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the last seven days of his sojourn in this world from the Monday preceding till the Monday in which he passed away that was spent in the home of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. That itself is a glaring lesson of a sabak 
of the justice, the adal, which Rasul-e-Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showed towards his wives. He would spend his time equally amongst his wives, the azwaj-e-mutakharat. We find that this last seven days being spent in the home of Aisha, that was with the explicit permission of the other wives. That even in that bimari, even in that illness, he did not allow the balance of justice to be affected. It was with their permission that, Ya Rasulullah, we sense that you prefer spending this period in the home of Aisha and we willingly sacrifice our rights. We are allowing you to spend this period in the home of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, who was the most beloved wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And on that Monday, that Nabi Abak sallallahu alayhi wasallam actually went to the home of Aisha, he had to be supported by two sahaba. Ali radiallahu ta'ala on the one side, Fadl bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala on the other side, the Mubarak feet of Rasulullah was so weak that Nabi Apaq couldn't even walk. He had to be dragged and carried to the home of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. So it was a Tuesday, six days prior to his demise that this delegation of Sahaba came to the home of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. As Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw them entering. It's mentioned in the riwayat, Dama'at Aina, the eyes of Nabi Apaq brimmed over with tears. Such was his love, such was his attachment with his ummah, particularly with the Sahaba. Such attachment and love he had for them. Allah's Rasul in that bimari, in that sickness, Hayakumullah, Marhaban Bikum, welcome, welcome. And then dua. What dua? If you listen to the words in Arabic, Hafidakumullah. Awakumullah, Nasarakumullah, Rafaakumullah, Hadakumullah, Razakakumullah, Wafakakumullah, Salimakumullah, Kabbalakumullah. Unfortunately, we don't understand Arabic, but Wallah, my respected brothers, like I said, occasion of Jummah, it's impossible to go into details. We just take this one dua that Nabi Apaqsalawasam made for his Sahaba, made for his Ummah. There is nothing, nothing left in it that any mother, any father, any benefactor, any well-wisher of you in your dunya, qabr and akhirat could have desired for you that is not found in this dua of Rasulullah Such a dua he gives the sahaba. Such a dua he gives his ummah. Brief translation, Hafizakumullah. May you enter into the hifazat, the protection of Allah. Awakumullah, may Allah become your shelter. Nasarakumullah, may Allah help you. Hadakumullah, may Allah give you hidayat. Razakakumullah, may Allah sustain and nourish you. Wafakakumullah, may Allah give you tawfiq, bless you with hidayat, guidance towards everything that is good. Salimakumullah, may you enter into the peace and protection of Allah. Qabbalakumullah, may Allah accept everything from you. Wallah, look at this dua. What is left out? Nothing is left out. And then, usikum bitaqwallah. Oh my sahaba, oh my ummat, I am giving you wasiyat. This wasiyat is parting advices. One of our kabirin, he mentions once in a bayan that... As my father was leaving this world, I was standing at the sarana, the bedside of my father. He caught hold of my hand. And in that moment, he gave me a little bit of nasihat and advice. 
He says, 19 years have passed. 19 years have passed. I can remember every nuance, every expression on the face of my father as he gave me parting advices. He was, this was when he was leaving the world. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, more than any father, more than any mother loved us, gave that qurbani and sacrifice for us that no parent has ever given, no benefactor has ever given. Allah, Allah places the seal upon him. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We sent you as nothing, nothing but rahmat, mercy for every alam. أُسِيكُمْ بِتَقْوَ اللَّهِ Usikum bi taqwa Allah. Oh my ummah, hold on to the taqwa of Allah. The fear of Allah. Keep Allah in front of you. And then, his love for the ummah, Usikum Allahu bi. Usikum Allahu bi. Wa astaghlifuhu alaykum. I am handing you over to my Allah. And I am making my Allah my khalifa. I am leaving this world. Allah is still with you. I am handing you over to the protection of my Allah. It's a lengthy hadith. The latter part of that hadith, Wallah, if you want to understand the ihsanat, the love, the compassion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that no doubt, this dua that he gave, this dua that he gave, Nasarakumullah, Hafidakumullah, Awakumullah, ila akhiril hadith, this dua that he gave was not only for that sahaba that were present, this dua that he gave was for his whole ummah till qiyamah. He knew he was leaving. Sahaba were in front of him. But the pain, the dar, the concern, the worry for every believer to come till the last person on the surface of this earth. This was weighing down on the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So as these sahaba are about to leave, with his eyes brimming over with tears, he implores them and he says, Oh my sahaba, there are many other sahaba that are not here now. That are in Medina, that are elsewhere, I am making you zimedar, I am making you responsible, convey my salams to them. And then, and then, fa'inni ushidukum. Oh my sahaba, I am making you a witness, every person to come after you. Min yawmi hadha, ila yawmi al-qiyamah, every person to come after you from this day till the day of qiyamah who will bring iman upon me, I am making you a witness that I Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam convey my salams to them. No other Nabi did this. No other Nabi did this. This is a testimony that the pain in his heart, the concern in his heart, the dua in his heart, at the time of his demise was not just for those sahaba in front of him. That time also he was thinking of you and I. His worry was there for you and I. To the extent that he made sahaba, he made the malaika witness. That his salams, your Nabi, my Nabi conveyed his salams to you and I, to every believer, to every ummati to come right up till Qiyamah. The next day, five days before the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And my respected brothers, this occasion of Jumu'ah, as I mentioned, time is limited. We cannot possibly overstate, we cannot possibly reiterate enough the importance of this particular incident which I am about to mention. Try, the reason I gave this whole muqaddama, this whole introduction, 
is try to understand how delicate a moment this was. In a few days time the greatest hadisa, the greatest tragedy that can ever occur till, till, on humanity till Qiyamah, the first major, major sign of Qiyamah is about to occur. The demise of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The halat of Medina Munora as sangeen Grief, tragedy. There is, an, there, is a, there, is an, there is an air, an expectation of loss, of despair, of devastation that has overtaken Medina Munora. In that circumstance, the Nabi of Allah with a bandage around his head so weak that he is slipping in and out of consciousness. There is some concern in his heart. There is some message that he feels that he has to give his ummah even in this condition. And this is that message that even in that sickness, he doesn't want to just give from his bed. He could have told Sahaba, Sahaba would have conveyed it. It wasn't enough. This message is so important from your and my Nabi. That in that weakness, in that sickness, he instructs the Azwaj Mutahharat, to collect water from the seven wells of Medina Munawwara. Allah's Rasul Salaam bathes in this water from the seven wells of Medina Munawwara. There was some effect of shifa, of, of cure in this to affect the, to somehow lessen the great fever that he was undergoing. And then, after bathing in the water, ulama say, Thora a little bit of strength, himmat came, bandage around his forehead, He's not able to walk. Supported by Fazal bin Abbas. Another riwayat Fazal bin Abbas Ali radiallahu ta'ala'nu. Hanging on to their shoulders. Feet dragging on the ground. He couldn't even walk. In that condition, something is driving the Nabi of Allah. Something is driving the Nabi of Allah. There is a message to give the ummah. There is a worry. There is a concern. At your and my peril, my respected brothers, don't take this message lightly. Allah's Rasul in that condition is carried to the masjid. Before Zuhr Salah, climbs onto the mimbar in that pitiable weak condition. Ya ayyuhannas, obviously the masjid is full. Sahaba, grieving, crying, seeing how weak Rasulullah has become. In that condition, what is the message Nabi Pak wants to give us? Ya Yohannas, Innahu Qaddana Minni Hukukun Min Baini Adhurikum Faman Kuntu Jalatulahu Zahran Fahada Zahri Falyastakdiminhu Waman Kuntu Shatam Tulahu Irdan Fahada Irdi Falyastakdiminhu وَمَنْ كُنْتُ أَخَذْتُ لَهُ مَالًا فَهَذَا مَالِي فَلْيَسْتَقْدِ مِنْهُ Oh my people, oh my ummat, my life is an open book amongst you. I lived amongst you, I interacted with you. There is every possibility that in my interaction with you, there may have been someone whose feelings I hurt, who are insulted inadvertently. Today, I place my izzat, my dignity up in front of you. And I am begging you, take revenge for the wrong that I did to you. There may have been someone amongst you, whose mal, whose wealth I usurped. Somebody's haq, somebody's right I may have eaten up. Today, I, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa am in front of you. 
I am placing my wealth, I am placing myself in front of you and I am begging you. I am begging you if there is any wealth of yours that I have usurped. If there is any amanat or trust that I misappropriated of yours. Please demand it from me today. Demand it from me today. Let me pay you back. Let me pay you back. Is there anyone amongst you I made ghibat about? I slandered. I hurt his feelings. I backbited. I carried tales. I attacked his izzat, dignity or honor. Today I place my dignity and honor in front of you. I place my dignity and honor in front of you. And I am imploring you my ummah. Demand back your right from me. And don't feel. Don't feel that I will become embittered towards you. If you demand your right. Inna mina khabbikum ilayya. I am assuring you that there is no one amongst you more beloved to me. Then the one who will stand up today and he will say to me, Ya Rasulullah, this is the right of mine that you took. I forgive you or I want, I want revenge. I want you to pay me back. He says, you will become beloved to me if you demand your right. I will not be embittered. I will not harbor any hatred for you. Why? Because by you demanding your right, by you clearing the slate for me, then tomorrow I can meet my Allah. I can meet my Allah with an open and a clear heart. I do not want to face the answering in akhirat. I would rather face the difficulty in this world. My respected brothers, an ummah today, we have become an ummah today. The longest verse in the Quran, the longest verse in the Quran is in Surah Baqarah. Allah addresses the believers directly, direct address. This is not Ya Ahl al-Kitab, Ya Ayyuhalladheena Hadu, Ya Ayyuhannas, Ya Ayyuhalladheena Kafaru. No! 89 places in the Quran, only 89 places we find this expression where Allah addresses you and I directly. Ya Ayyuhalladheena Amanu, Ya Ayyuhalladheena Amanu, Ya Ayyuhalladheena Amanu. People of Iman, O Muhammad, O Imran, O Yusuf, O one who claims to be a believer, Allah is addressing you directly. Longest verse in the Quran: "Ida tadayantum bidain in ila ajalim musamman falyaktubu." Long verse, no time to go into the details, but the crux of it. What is Allah saying? That when you enter into a financial transaction, when you do a financial deal, when you get into some business deal, ambiguity is not part of Islam. Ambiguity is not part of Islam. So that your heirs and the generations after that are fighting over one and with one another. They don't know what went on. What did this person leave behind? His affairs are not in order. Disputes are not part of Islam. Islam, there is clarity. Islam is clear. My respected brothers, if this ummah would just practice on this one verse in the Quran, 99.9% of the disputes that are going on today will no longer exist. Oh you who believe, when you enter into a financial transaction, record it. Record it. Let there be witnesses. Islam does not allow ambiguity. Why? Because if you eat up somebody's haq, if you eat up somebody's haq, 
If you eat up somebody's right, what did my Nabi say? Man akhada shay'am min al-ard, one small piece of land, one small piece of land equivalent to one's arm span, one's arm span, man akhada shibram min al-ard. If you eat up somebody's haq, if you eat up somebody's right, what will happen in akhirat? Tuwiqahu min sabayina arda. That piece of land will stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch till it becomes seven times the size of the earth. And then it will be hung with a chain around your neck. La yaqbal minhu sarfan wala adala. Not your farz nor your nafil will be accepted by Allah till you pay back the haq of your brother that you took. Do not treat financial interaction. Do not treat our dealings with one another as something that is light. This is that personality, that personality. أَنَا أَوَّلُ النَّاسِ خُرُوجًا إِذَا بُعِثُوا وَأَنَا قَائِدُهُمْ إِذَا وُفِدُوا وَأَنَا خَطِيبُهُمْ إِذَا أُنْسِتُوا وَأَنَا مُبَشِّرُهُمْ إِذَا أَيْسُوا لِوَاءُ الْحَمْدِ بِيَدِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يَتُوفُ عَلَيَّ أَلْفُ خَادِمْ كَأَنَّهُمْ لُؤْلُمْ مَكْنُونَ كُلُّ النَّاسِ كُلُّ النَّاسِ كُلُّ النَّاسِ آدَمْ وَمَنْ when Allah raises up humanity on the day of judgment, I will be the first to be raised up. When humanity is silenced, I will speak. When humanity has lost hope, I will give them hope. When humanity needs to be represented, I will represent humanity. Every one of humanity, Adam salam, and every Nabi of Allah, and everyone else will be under my flag. And Adam, I will be the leader of humanity on the day of judgment. He said, Jannat, Jannat, Jannat also will be haram on everyone until I do not open Jannah, until I do not enter Jannah. That personality, before his bimari, Abu Muwayhiba, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the freed slave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam, 13 days before he could make, depart from this world, he says to Abu Muwayhiba, Allah has informed me that I should make dua for the residents of Baqi. Come with me. He goes to the graveyard, makes dua for the residents of Baqi. Already Ishara had come. Then he turns to Abu Muwayhiba, Ya Aba Muwayhiba, Ya Aba Muwayhiba, Inni qad utitu bimiftahi khazainil ard wal khul thumma al jannah. Allah gave me an offer. Allah gave me an offer. What offer? Listen to this offer. Listen to this offer. He said, Allah said to me, my beloved, we will give you the key to the treasures of the entire world. And we will make moth haram upon you. We will give you a life till qiyamah. Khult fit dunya. You will live right up till the last day on this earth. And then, this will not affect your maqam. It will not affect your stages. Then after that, we will give you jannat. In other words, your maqam in akhirat will not be affected. But in this world, we will give you, we will make you the richest person. We will give you life right up till qiyamah. And then, we will give you jannat on top of that. I was given this choice. I was given the choice to meet my Allah. I was given the choice to meet my Allah. You and I were given any choice? The angel of death had to seek permission. Jibreel narrates Malakul Maut accompanied by 70,000 Malaika. 
He mentions his name Ismail, is the name of Malakul Maut. And in that riwayat, Jibreel says he had to seek permission to come in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Had to seek permission to take the ruh of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa This maqam, this maqam, this status. And, and, any haq of yours that I ate up. Any right of yours that I usurped. Sahaba, my ummah, I am begging you, demand it from me today. I will not be able to face Allah on the day of judgment. Put our affairs in order. Rabiul Awal, the demise of Rasulullah says, if we take no other lesson, if we take no other lesson, if we take no other lesson, take this lesson. Take this lesson. His concern was not for himself. His jannat was guaranteed. The sabak is for you and I. Do not treat the rights of others lightly. Sahaba, when they hear this, there is not a dry eye in the masjid. Every one of them is sobbing profusely. Allah's Rasul Islam, when he makes this announcement, demand your haq from me. Demand your haq from me. I want to meet Allah with a clean heart. Tayyibun nafs. He gives this announcement. Everyone is silent. What does he say? He says this announcement has to be repeated. This announcement has to be repeated. So he gets off the mimbar. The Zohar Salah is performed. After Zohar Salah he goes back onto the mimbar. Back onto the mimbar. And then again. Ya Yohannas. Ya Yohannas. مَنْ كَانَ عِنْدَهُ شَيْءٌ فَلْيَرُدَّهُ If any one of you, my ummah, has eaten anybody's haq, usurped the right of anyone, taken someone's financial or physical loss, insulted or hurt someone, فَلْيَرُدَّهُ Pay it back now! مَنْ كَانَ عِنْدَ أَخِيهِ مَظْلَمَةٌ If you have made zulam on anyone, فَلْيَتَحَلَّلْهُ مِنْهُ الْيَوْمِ فَلْيَتَحَلَّلْهُ مِنْهُ الْيَوْمِ Make it halal today. Why? Because another day is coming. لَا يَكُونَ دِرْهَمْ وَلَا دِينَارِ There your currency will not work. There your lawyers will not work. There your money is not going to work. What is going to work on that day? Another riwayat. He said, Manil Muflis min Ummati, who is the bankrupt person of my Ummat? Sahaba said, Malla Dirhamalahu wala mata. That person who doesn't have any money, any gold or silver, Ya Rasulullah, he is the bankrupt person. He said, No, 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 no. Innal Muflis min Ummati, the bankrupt person, the bankrupt person, zero of my Ummat. Maniati Yawmal Qiyama, bi salatin, wa siyamin, wa sadaqa, will be that person who comes on the day of judgment. Salah will be there, fasting will be there, Hajj and Umrah will be there, Sadaqah will be there. Did this masjid, did this financial work, that benefactor, all that will be there. Why? What? But, but, Yati Yomal Qiyama, Kad Shatamahada, Kadafahada, Akalamalahada, Darabahada, he swore so and so, insulted so and so, falsely accused so and so, ate up the haq and the right of so and so, financially usurped so and so. 
What will happen? What will happen on that day of justice? فَيُعْطَى هَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ what? No currency now. Bankrupt. No rands. No dollars. What is the payment? Payment is hasanat. Payment is hasanat. The plaintiffs will have lined up from his good deeds. His salah, his zakat, his hajj, his wells, his masjid. The, that the payment will start. Payment will start. All those plaintiffs will be paid back from his nakis. What will happen? Eventually, the nakis will finish. So what will happen? Yu'ta. Yu'ta. Their sins, their sins will be piled up upon this person. His whole life he was in the masjid, he will be in Jahannam for the zina of someone else. His whole life he was in the masjid, he will be in Jahannam for the bare namazi, for the not making salah of someone else, for the sins of others, for the crimes of others. This Rasulullah said, is the bankrupt person of my ummah on this on the member. Coming back to that riwayat, man kana indahu shay'an, falyaruddahu. If you have ate up anyone's haq, pay it back now. Pay it back now. And don't let shaitan tell you there is ruswai in this. Don't let shaitan tell you that you're going to lose face, that you're going to lose your dignity, that you're going to humiliate yourself by humbling yourself and going to that person whose haq you ate up. Why? Why? And on this I will terminate. We've run out, time, run out of time. What did my Nabi say? فَلْيَرُدَّهُ Pay it back. لَا تَقُلْ فُضُوحُ الدُّنْيَا Do not fear the embarrassment of this world. Do not fear the embarrassment of this world. Clean your affairs. Humble yourself. Get the forgiveness of others. Address the wrongs that you have done. Do not let the embarrassment of this world dissuade you. Why? 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 إِنَّ فُضُوحَ الدُّنْيَا أَيْسَرْ مِنْ فُضُوحِ الْآخِرَةِ the embarrassment of this world, the problems of this world are insignificant, are zero compared to the embarrassment of Akhirat. So before that time, my Nabi prior to his demise, he knew when Allah is going to take him away. He was given the choice, you and I don't know. You and I don't know. Take the sabak, take the lesson, get your affairs in order. Allah give us tawfiq wa